and welcome to another episode of Beats Research Radio. My name is Nicole Chu, an undergraduate student from the University of Ottawa. In today's episode, we are honored to be joined by Dr. Darlene Kitty. Dr. Kitty is a Cree woman and family physician who has been practicing since 2006 in Chisaspi, the largest of nine Cree communities in northern Quebec. She is also the president of the Council of Physicians, Dentists, and Pharmacists for the Chisaspi region, the former president of the Indigenous Physicians Association of Canada, and the director of the University of Ottawa's MD Indigenous Program. In 2018, she was the recipient of the May Cohen Equity, Diversity, and Gender Award, recognizing her leadership in building diversity in the medicinal education of Canada. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Kitty. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. So I'd love to start off by asking you a bit more about yourself. What inspired you to pursue your career you presently have today? I was always interested in science, uh, going through high school and then into university. Um, I was curious about, you know, even the, the moon and the stars, the, you know, the earth, the, the land, the animals, and the human body. And uh, the human body really in, inspired me to learn more uh, how things work, you know, what happens when you get sick, um, how organs work. And so that started off in high school. And uh, I, I realized, oh, I, I should be a physician because, uh, you know, I can, I can find out more how to help people and help their, their bodies heal. So I uh, went to university and I took more science courses there and uh, completed a degree in biology. That's, that's kind of the first steps towards uh, becoming a physician. But I got sidetracked along the way and um, my marks weren't that good. You know, I... I uh, discovered life in a big city, and then I decided to go into nursing after I finished my biology degree. So as I was doing nursing, um, you know, I went to school in Toronto, and then I worked for three years as a registered nurse. I learned more and more how, uh, how health professionals help uh, people with, you know, medical conditions to get better, or at least at the very best they can be. And that was inspiring uh, to me. I see how physicians work together with the rest of the healthcare team. So I realized, you know, back in high school, when I thought of being a physician, that yes, now as a nurse, I could see my path more, more uh, clearly. And uh, then I went back to school and uh, completed a nursing degree with really good marks. And that was the start of my, my, uh, starting to apply to medical school. And then I, I got in and started medical school in 1998. So it was a long journey, but uh, you know, my curiosity of science and the human body uh, really took me along that path. And it's even more rewarding uh, having been a nurse and uh, you know, see how people get better and interacting with them and also the healthcare team. So that's, that's what, happened with my journey. Um, and for, for me, uh, working as a physician in a Cree community, you know, I always had that goal in mind to eventually come back and work up here. And uh, all along my medical school and residency uh, and early practice, I sought out experiences to prepare me to work in the North. And uh, now I'm doing it and I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And it's really cool to see how you, that what started off with just genuine curiosity led you to this path today. So I'd like to shift gears to talk about your role as the director of the Indigenous program at the University of Ottawa's Faculty of Medicine. Can you tell us the motivation behind this program and how it came about? Yes, the Indigenous program uh, was launched in 2005 as a result of consultations with uh, nearby Indigenous uh, communities and stakeholders. And uh, the, the Faculty of Medicine wanted to create a pathway to train more Indigenous physicians. So that being First Nations, Inuit and Métis. Um, so we, we look to recruit uh, potential applicants, promote the program, and then um, introduce them to uh, the idea of becoming a physician, meeting other students to see what it's like to be in medical school, and then um, you know, actually apply. So, uh, from 2005, uh, you know, we trained almost 100 physicians now, and it's uh, looking really promising uh, for, the, for the coming years for promoting the program more and more. So while it's primar primarily a, an admissions stream, it's also a support program for those Indigenous students who are currently in the medical school. So we, uh, you know, support them as they need uh, if they need it, uh, you know, and, and connect with them and keep, keep in touch with them, how they're doing. We're also uh, engaged in um, the greater medical student population uh, with our Indigenous students in the Indigenous Health Interest Group. So our program supports the activities of the interest group, and this being cultural activities so that these medical students will learn more about First Nations, Inuit, and Métis cultures such as arts and crafts, uh, hearing teachings on, on the crafts, uh, listen, listening to elder stories, uh, learning patients' experiences, uh, you know, perhaps someone has faced racism in, in their experience in the healthcare system, and it's, that's a good story to listen to and learn from. So the Indigenous Health Interest Group activities are, are, are really important to um, extend the learning from what's in the curriculum to the to to the students also uh for my role as a director i'm involved in helping to uh, update the indigenous health curriculum throughout the four years of training and uh you know i enjoy build, building up the resources for our medical students not just through lectures but other resources such as uh uh, uh academic articles, um, you know, uh, opportunities to view uh, videos or documentaries and things like that. So uh, I've, I really enjoy my work as a director because I can contribute in all these different ways to enhancing Indigenous health at the medical school. And so would you have any advice for any Indigenous students interested in pursuing a career in medicine? Yes, uh, I, I like to relate this to my own experience because uh, I, I like to say that I learned from the school of hard knocks. You know, I, I went down south from a small community and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you might be distracted or homesick, but in the end, if you're really motivated to become a, a, 
you know, health professional, a physician, a nurse, or whoever, um, it is totally achievable. So it starts with curiosity, like I mentioned before, curiosity about science, curiosity about uh, what's around you, how how people get sick and how they get better. Um, and having a long-term goal, like where you see yourself working uh, in 20 years time or 10 years time. So like for me, it was eventually coming to work up north, uh, you know, and I struggled a little bit with what kind of physician I want to be, whether it's a family physician or a specialist. But in the end, uh, I, I really chose family medicine because I'm, I like to work with uh, patients of all ages from babies to, to elderly people. So, and that's the, the specialty that really I could contribute the most to in my community. Anyhow, I kept uh, in mind the school. And uh, if, we, if we go through our lives, uh, you know, with a goal, we're, we're certain to achieve it, uh, providing, you know, we keep on track and we have some support along the way. So if uh, Indigenous youth is thinking of uh, medicine, they can have uh, a mentor perhaps, or reach out to the medical school to, to learn more about applying, what it takes, the prerequisites you need, that you need a degree before you apply. So what, what do you need before you get the degree? You need uh, high school sciences. And then um, in, a, in the university, you need certain sciences to get the prerequisites and then uh, you know, graduate with your degree and then apply. So it's, it's thinking ahead about the path you need to go through. Uh, and that's, that's what makes it achievable. It's just going through this path. Mm -hmm. I really like how you broke it down into a path, like sort of a day-by-day -day incre incre incremental process, not an overnight success. And certainly having role models like yourself to look up to, I think is very important in the path as well. So I'd like to ask, as the, an assistant professor in the Department of Family Medicine, as you mentioned before, you teach and develop the Indigenous health curriculum. What are some topics that you hope to see being discussed more regarding Indigenous health? Well, at the medical school, uh, I currently teach the first lecture to all first year medical students in the second week of medical school. And this uh, regards mainly what faces Indigenous peoples today. And of course, we think of residential schools, which is you know, an unfortunate, tragic chapter of Canadian history, but all students should know this because it, it affects Indigenous populations uh, all, all ever since this happened, all through the years. So it starts off with, uh, you know, some information about the Indigenous cultures, First Nations, Inuit, Métis uh, communities, uh, some demographics. Then we go into the residential school experience um, and show how it has affected the health and social uh, context of Indigenous people. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is trauma related. Um, you know, we see problems today because of that. Uh, family problems, substance use. Um, sometimes uh, it affects the way uh, the, the path of uh, people's lives. So uh, it's important to understand that context to to appreciate what 
their actual health is like and their social problems. And with this, um, you know, we also learn the positive aspects of their lives because while some people really struggle and you see some, you know, First Nations and your Métis people living on the streets in downtown Montreal or Vancouver, there are many others that do relatively well in life and uh, they have positive influence of their culture, their language, um, you know, their family life. So it's not all negative. And it's important to address that implicit bias, you know, that people think, oh, yes, all, all Indigenous people are like that, but they're not really. Um, it's important to bring in the positive side to appreciate, you know, the strength of culture, the diversity, even amongst nations and, um, you know, the beauty of their languages, their traditions, their ceremonies because that's really what contributes to their health and well-being. So I like to pr uh, pr present this positive side to uh, show that, you know, there is a lot to learn and you can't just make assumptions about how people live or, or why they live that way. You have to dig deeper. You have to understand why, what's behind that. So that's part of medicine that I like is that curiosity to, to know more. And it starts off at the beginning of medical school, which is great. So now we're looking at uh, enhancing the curriculum to offer more information and opportunities, not just by lectures, but other experiences uh, to learn about Indigenous cultures and how it relates to their health. Thank you so much, Dr. Kitty, for sharing with us like your experience and also your work as part of the Indigenous program at the University of Ottawa. You're welcome. Glad to uh, chat with you. And thank you to all these Research Radio listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram channels at Beats Research Radio. And on behalf of our entire radio team and director, Dr. Amelia Alarcon, we hope to see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.